Men's Alliance is a growing movement of tribes meeting weekly for a rugged outdoor workout and a real-world devotion around a fire. We're flipping tires, swinging sledgehammers, talking about real struggles, and getting pushed physically and spiritually to become the husbands, fathers, and leaders God designed us to be. We'll get you out of isolation, out of your comfort zone, and into something tribal, rugged, and real. Welcome to the Men's Alliance Podcast. I'm Dave Mills, call sign Goose. I'm Dusty Parker, call sign Shadow. And, um, you know, we are going to talk today about a topic that we mentioned a couple podcasts ago we were going to do this. Mm-hmm. It kind of started like coming up in one of our podcasts and we were like, we need to do a whole podcast on how to read the Bible. Right. And so we've been looking forward to this for several weeks now. So I think this, this is like my going in mindset to this topic is almost everybody has a Bible. Mm-hmm. Pretty much you own one, even if you're not a Christian, there's probably one in your house somewhere. Right. Um, it's the best selling book of all time. Yeah. And even that's an understatement. It's the best selling book every year, every year. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's the most um, best selling book most famous book on the planet right that's a true statement yep and with the most translations that's right translated yep. into thousands of languages right uh, Wycliffe Bible translators and there believe it or not there's still languages out there mm-hmm. that they're still working on reaching that blows my mind right how many languages there are on earth so it's the most translated it's the most read it's the most circulated here's the thing it doesn't come with instructions. Right. So everybody gets handed. If you if you grew up in a Christian home, if you went to church, you you were probably at some point given one as a gift. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was when you graduated. Maybe your church gave you a leather-bound one. Maybe it was when you became a member of a church. Or maybe your parents got you one. Right. Maybe you went and bought one at some point because you just realized you didn't have one and you thought you should. So we've all got these things laying around. Mm-hmm. And... They don't come with any instructions and they're very difficult to read. Yep. So we're going to talk today about how to read the Bible. And along with that, we're going to talk about how not to read the Bible. Right. And so I'm excited about breaking this down for our listeners um, and, and demystifying a lot of what's in it and where to find what you're looking for in it. Yeah. Before I dive into all this stuff, just got to say that the Virginia All Tribes on on uh, December 3rd, Saturday morning, December 3rd, was epic. Yeah. We had guys there came down from the D.C. area, uh, from Iron Tribe. We had guys come up from Fortius Tribe, um, Zulu Tribe. We even had two guys who drove up from Lucia Tribe down in North Carolina. Awesome. And that morning, the weather was crappy. It was cold and rainy. And I'm wondering to myself, are we going to have a low turnout? No. Because this weather. Perfect weather for any men's alliance event. That's right. All the men were there. Yep. 80 dudes were um, gathered around four fires that morning. Alpha Tribe, the Swift Creek Prez led it, led us on an incredible workout by Brutus. 
and then a great devotion by Fresh. Yeah. And then we we had an amazing uh, breakfast together. Really great time. So I'm already looking forward to the next All Tribes um, coming up in 23. And then North Carolina is going to start doing North Carolina All Tribes as well. Oh, cool. So, so that was pretty cool. So we just had this great experience, you know, getting guys from all these tribes together. And um, I know we all had a good time at that. So, Shadow, I'm going to ask you, what's your personal experience on uh, the Bible and getting it and reading it? And how, how'd that go for you? Well, I was born into a Christian family. My dad's a, a, a pastor and uh, he's a music pastor. So I've always been around the Bible and always been told I should read it, you know, and I'd go through, I go through just pretty much my whole life. I've gone through ups and downs of reading it, not reading it, you know, dry spells. Um, Cause for the longest time, I've never been a strong reader. Just, it just doesn't interest me. I'd rather watch TV, you know, or listen to something. You're a Marine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and when I would read it, I would get bored by it, you know, just because whether it be the translation I was reading or cause you know, I was, I was raised on the King James Bible, you know? So I really hadn't really dug in until pretty much this year, honestly. And I'm, I just turned 38 yes, two days ago on the fourth. And so, um, and what happy birthday oh thanks and what encouraged me to do that was a devotion that triple gave that i had talked about in the past about we were talking about legacy and he had brought his study bible and somebody had brought i can't remember if it was him or somebody else it might have been uh, pops who had said you know have this something that you tangible that you could hand down to your kids is you mm -hmm. know your bible with all your notes in it and yeah. you know that can be so your kids can, you know, literally hold their dad's, you know, relationship with Christ in their hands, you know. That's good. And so that's what motivated me, motivated me to get into it again. And it was just like, and then it was trying to find out what translation I liked. And I really enjoy the study Bibles. And the one that yep. I've, the one that I have found that I like the best is the life application study Bible. Okay. The new living translation. I'm pretty sure it's a lot more like readable. Like it kind of reads like a book, you know, instead of like a Bible quote unquote necessarily. And each, each passage has notes on how, whatever you just read, how you can apply it to your life. So it was, it just, it just made it a lot more uh, interesting for me. And so, and I still, I'm not, I still have, I'm striving to be a every morning Bible reader, you know, I'll get into this, you know, the, the habit of it. And then you'll go on vacation or you'll go somewhere and you get just like working out, you'll get out of that rhythm. And then it's hard to get back into for me. So after this podcast, I'm sure I'll be challenged to <laughs> get back into it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my experience with it. So, and my encouragement would be find, and I just also, it's so big and there's so much to it. It was like, well, where do I start? That's exactly, you know, that's exactly, like, I think so most that, people's yeah, question. So that would always overwhelm me too. And so when I got this, you know, I found the Bible that I liked and 
I was like, I'm just going to start at the beginning. So I started at the beginning and I know you're probably going to say, I've heard you say like, don't start at the beginning, you know? Well, of but, course you start at the beginning. Where yeah. else would you start in a book? I, I, that's yeah. why, I, that's why I talk about, we're going to get into this. Yeah. It, it, it needs instructions right, about right. what, what the layout is here. Yeah. And so of certain course, Bibles, everybody starts at the beginning. Yeah. And certain Bibles. And I like this one because it, it kind of, it tells you a whole summary of what the chapter is going to be about and character introductions on who's going to be in it, you know? So it's nice. just very like interactive. Uh, so, but yeah, so, the, and I've gotten almost through. So say almost again, through Genesis. tell us again, what's your favorite, what are you reading out of? What I is read it out of the new living translation, life application Bible. Life application Bible, yeah. and that's a study Stu Bible. Life application study Bible. And that means, yeah. a study Bible means what? It you means know? there's, I can't remember who comment, who's it's commentated by, but uh, it's someone who knows a lot more than me about the Bible, basically translates it, translates it for me in layman's terms, yeah. and also gives how what you just read can be applied to your current yeah. day today into your in your life. Yeah. And then I also have a that I take to church because people for whatever reason have stopped bringing their Bibles to church, mm -hmm. you know, that I see cause it's on their phones. On the I phone. like to, I like to like bring a Bible. And so I'll, and I find out whatever, you know, translation your pastor is um, preaching from. Mm -hmm. In my case, it's usually the NIV version, mm -hmm. new international version for our church. And uh, so that's what I bring for that and take notes in. Yeah. So, so if you, don't have a study Bible. If you're listening to this, and you don't have a study Bible. Highly recommend it. Um, I also use a study Bible, yeah. so it's a it's a different one. And there's a lot of good ones. I want to talk about this for a minute. So, my study Bible, um, it's called the Apologetic Study Bible. Mm. And you look it up. We'll we'll put the link in uh, in our Amazon here to these that we're talking about yeah. for our listeners. They're in the show notes. Um, the one I use is called the CSB Apologetic Study Bible. Uh, which stands for Christian Standard Bible. I uh, like the translation, uh, Christian Standard Bible, CSB. It's really easy to read. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you're saying, a study Bible, it unpacks things. Right. And I like the apologetic study Bible because one of the things it does is uh, there's articles yeah. all through the Bible too. So right. it's like getting same like same. journal articles mm -hmm. Um, very, very scholarly articles that are well-researched and written by subject matter experts yeah. about whatever question they know you're going to have when right. you just read that, there's an article right there on the next page yeah. about it. Um, so, and then also a cool thing, the Apologetic Study Bible, it has these little, uh, you know, these little boxes in there where it'll say like twisted scripture. Mm these little twisted scripture alerts yeah and like you'll read a verse and then you see that that box beside of it and it'll tell you how like a different religion twists that verse yeah for their purpose so you're reading it and you're like oh here's how that get that gets twisted here's an article That's on this interesting. Yeah. and then all the footnotes i would encourage guys when you get one of these study bibles um read all the footnotes yeah when you when you read something and there's a little number or a little letter beside of it, read what's at the bottom of the page. Yeah. So because of that, because that's another thing of how to read the Bible. Like, what's a footnote? Like, there's just so many. Yes. Not just the Bible itself that's confusing. It's like, yep. what Bible should I get? 
Because there's right. so many different just English translations. Of so that's it. why like, we wanted to do this. Because you today. and I read two different ones. You that's know what right. I mean? And that's I think why that's, this is sorry important. To cut you off, but I think that's why I was bored for the longest time because I wasn't reading a translation. Yeah. You know, I was like, re- I was like wearing a shoe that wasn't the right size for me. Yes. You know, no, that's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Um, that's why this podcast episode is so important that we yeah. do this right. And we got to tell, we got to talk about this. Um, if you are reading, a King James Version Bible with n- no study notes in it. Yeah. You're going to have a hard time. Yeah. And I know that we have guys, I know I just pissed off some people, <laughs> right? Um, there's a whole, there's a whole group of people in this world that think um, the King James Version only is the only right version. These KJV only um, group uh, they think that all the others are corrupt. Mm-hmm. That is completely false. Yeah. And so um, I think the King James is a good translation. I I, I hate to read Psalm 23 in yeah. anything but the King James because yeah. it just sounds weird. Right. Everybody knows it yeah. in the King James. I have nothing against the King James right. only. But I will tell you, there are errors in the King James Bible. Now that's not the topic for today. And I'm right. not going to take us off in that. If you are interested and you want, you're like, yeah, what are they? Listen to me, send me an email info at business drive. <laughs> and, um, I'll be happy to share them with you. Um, that's be there. There are problems in that translation for two reasons. One, uh, it was translated by humans and humans are fallible when we when we translate and copy things in the year 1611 also one reason is they did not have as many original manuscripts in the year 1611 um the number right. of original manuscripts in 1611 was actually in the single digits um so most of the manuscripts that we have today have been discovered in the last uh, one and a half centuries um to include the the famous the dead sea scrolls right we know more about what words were used and how they were translated now than we did. Even the NIV was translated in the 1970s, right? And so as we learn more uh, through discovering more manuscripts, it helps us. So I just want to say, I won't, I'm trying to give hope here. I'm not trying to start a King James only debate. Yeah. I just want to say, if you're having trouble reading the Bible because the only one you've got is a King James one and it has, it's not a study Bible. Yeah. Don't give up on the Bible. Yeah. Okay. The problem is not the Bible. The problem is just the copy of it that you happen to have. Right. Go get one of these, either the one shadow just mentioned yeah. the life application study Bible, the one I mentioned, the apologetic study Bible. They are so helpful. They will unpack um, and then I'll mention one other, the John MacArthur study Bible. Yeah. We've talked about that. One. We've talked about that one, um, with some of our, um, our guests when we had, um, mm-hmm. quad, uh, tied, yeah. uh, knuckles, right. uh, shout out to knuckles. He sends a lot of MacArthur study Bibles to inmates in jail. Yep. And that's something that we support financially here at men's Alliance. And so there's, there's multiple ones is my point. Yeah. Um, go find a good one. There's nothing wrong with the King James. If you like that, if you prefer yeah. the old school sound, but you know, it's kind of like reading Shakespeare, right? I, I don't, a lot of thou's and these and those, 
That's right. Yep. And so, and, and, uh, you know, so I would just encourage you guys, if you haven't read your Bible, if you think it's boring, if you think it's dull, if you don't get it, get one of these new um, NIV or CSB study Bibles and dive in. So here's another thing that I wanted to mention on this. When I'm talking about reading all the footnotes, yeah, you can't read all the footnotes if you're in a hurry. Right. So a couple years ago, I think it was maybe 2017, 2018, something like that. I did one of the read the Bible in a year plans. Yeah. A friend of mine gave me for Christmas, they gave me, it was called the chronological Bible. Yep. Heard of that. Um, and I thought, oh, that's neat. Like it's like it took it takes everything in the Bible and puts it into its chronological order. Right. So if you don't know it's like watching the Marvel movies yeah, in chronological order. Exactly. <laughs> it not everything in the Bible is in chronological order. Right. Um it it does for the most part, but a lot of things will repeat, like stories from first and second Samuel are also in first and second chronicles. Yeah. Um and then, you know, Job is was written earlier than Esther. So it, it mm. puts things in different orders where they were chronological. And then of course when you get to the New Testament, the gospels, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna caution against reading the chronological Bible. Really? So yeah. I did this in one year. I'm so proud of myself. I stuck with the plan. I read the amount you were supposed to read yeah. starting in January 1st yeah. through December 31st. I finished it. But I was like, reading the chronological Bible, you will read the same exact story like mm -hmm. three times in a row. Yeah. Once as it was told by this person, once as it was told by this person, once it was told by this person because they've taken it out of the order that it's in in the Bible, and they put it in chronological. So not a huge fan of that one. But anyway, my point is this. If you're on one of these plans, and I know we got a lot of MA guys who are, or they're mm -hmm. about to start one in January, the problem with them is that it makes you hurry. Yep. You have to read this amount today. And so I found myself when I did it, I'm just reading it. Yeah. I'm reading it to read it, and then the next day I'm reading it to read it. Yeah. I'm not stopping to read every footnote. Yeah. I, now that I've done that, I think that's not the best way. Yeah. Um, take a year to read the New Testament. Yeah. The New Testament's tiny. Um, putting this in perspective, if you read through the whole Bible from Genesis through Revelation one year, mm -hmm. you start on January 1st, you will not get to the New Testament until over midway through October. Mm hmm so you think you cut the Bible into 12 equal chunks. Um, you know, only about two and a half of those chunks are in the New Testament, the gospel. Yeah. So this is kind of what I wanted to talk about, getting into the meat of, like, where do you start in this thing? Who is it written to? Who was the intended audience? Right. Who was the author? Who's writing Genesis? Who's writing psalms that's, who were they writing to? that's what my study bible gets into it's like each with each new book and with each chapter it has a whole synopsis of who wrote it who what characters are going to be introduced in it um there was one bible that i had found it was the new living translation um it was like men's study bible or something and it even got it applied certain things to just you know men and it also when you got to a new chapter it would tell you estimated how long it would take to read it 
Oh, that's you know? neat. Yeah. So I haven't seen that was, one. Yeah, I didn't. I would never live up to their time standards. <laughs> <laughs> I just added. Me neither. I just I'm a very in. slow reader. <laughs> yeah. I'm a very slow but reader because it was cool, it was I'm cool ADD. Yeah. And like I read a sentence and I'm fine that by the end of the sentence, yeah. I was thinking about uh, taking the dog for a walk. Yeah. And I don't know what I just read. Yeah. And so if that's you, stop. Right. And reread it. And there was another Bible that I had found that had, it was a study Bible, but instead of having the notes, each page has, has like a QR code where you'd scan it and it would open up this app and you'd read that in there. That was I, a little too much. For I me. hate that idea. Yeah. That sounds so. It was too much. Millennial. Right, right, right. But <laughs> I was just like, that's, and that's why I like Amazon because you can get you, because you can't go to a bookstore anymore really I know. and look at books. So you have to order money on Amazon and then return them. So use our link. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, good point, right? So yeah. we've got a um, brand new um, Men's Alliance has a Amazon Smile yeah. affiliation. Um, so we'll post the link to that in these show notes. Yeah. And if you will click on that, then what you can actually do is you can click to support Men's Alliance. And instead of shopping at just amazon.com you can shop at amazonsmile.com you you won't notice the difference it's seamless yep um but men's alliance will get a tiny fraction of proceeds from certain purchases yeah okay. i don't think it's everything okay certain purchases um this is a great thing that amazon does to help benefit nonprofits. Mm. so we're a nonprofit. we got ourselves set up as an amazon affiliate so we'll put that link here Go sign up to support us on Amazon Smile and then go buy your study Bibles. Yeah. Right. And I'm looking at it right now. I think I paid like 40 or $50 for my apologetic study Bible. Yeah. I see it on sale right now for like $24 and yeah. it's a hard copy. Um, like you were saying, it's one that it's going to outlive me. Yeah. Right. I hope that it gets passed on. And that's what I, I like. I like the finer things, you know, like, quality stuff so i wanted i wanted the leather bound yeah with the sewn binding you know i wanted something to last and it just yep. makes me feel feel better about myself when yeah nice things. <laughs> you're 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 like wearing what are you wearing when you read this you're like yeah wearing you know like light animal a, skins right and... yeah light a candle you know drink some bourbon while you're reading the bible yeah <laughs> from from the skull of your enemies exactly right it's yeah very, yeah i have yeah. each of my bibles are, are wrapped in like this leather cover you know that yeah I like that stuff. <laughs> Your call sign should be bespoke. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Everything is very custom leather. Yeah, right. That's why, that's why, by the way, if you're listening, this is why shadow is in charge of our merch, <laughs> right? He's, yeah. he's, uh, he's helping us, you know, get our act together with our shirts and sweatshirts and hats and coffee and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, support us through Amazon, buy a study Bible. And then here's what else I want to talk about where to start. So, yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to, um, kind of advertise here. I'm going to tell you about two other books that will help you as you read your Bible. So don't start at the beginning. Okay. Mm. This is my opinion, but it's, uh, it's not only my opinion. Um, and I want to recommend two books to you right now that we have on our website, on our bookshelf page, um, they're on the first row and the second row. There's two books by Andy Stanley. I highly recommend you read the book Irresistible mm. by Andy Stanley, which that book is required reading for patched members. And then another 
incredible book on there on our bookshelf. It's called The Grace of God by Andy Stanley. I personally think that book is inappropriately titled. Hmm. Instead of The Grace of God, it should be called Andy Stanley Explains the Bible. Uh, That'd be a better title for it. He explains, he walks you through how God is working through all these crazy stories through the Old Testament. Hmm. And like, why is this bizarre story about this woman driving a tent peg through this man's head yeah. while he's sleeping. Yeah. And you know, and then this prostitute that's like saving the lives of these spies and why why does it mention this story about um you know the Israelites wandering in the desert? Yep. Why did God command the Israelites to go destroy all of the Canaanites and kill them all? If you these are common questions. Yeah. And they have answers, right? They have very good answers. And so if you're like most people and you have these common questions, don't just assume there's no good answers and close your Bible and go on your way. Yeah. Read The Grace of God by Andy Stanley. Read Irresistible by Andy Stanley. Highly recommend them. They will help you understand what's going on um, as far as who the, who is the author and who is the intended reader. Who's is the it like here. read that book with reading the Bible or like read it before you start? like getting in you know i would recommend either reading it before or or along with if you if you're the kind of person that likes to read a couple things at the same time a chapter here and then a chapter from the other one so it's not necessarily like a commentary that you read no it's not a commentary i just think it does such a good job of unpacking it yeah and um and there's so much in the bible especially in the old testament right so if, you, if you're new to the Bible, the Bible is split into two sections. There's Old Testament and there's New Testament. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was talking about a minute ago. The New Testament is only about two-twelfths of the yeah, Bible. Right. I guess that'd be one-sixth, right, for our math guys. Yeah. So about one-sixth of the Bible is is the New Testament. So it's not split in half. Yep. The majority of the Bible, if you start at the front, if you start in Genesis— you're going to read for many months. Yep. You're going to read what's called the Old Testament. Also could have been translated to be called the Old Covenant. Mm. Um, it's an Old Covenant. And it's a, it's a history. You're going to read a history of the ancient Hebrew people. Yep. You're going to hear about their ancestors, about Abraham, Isaac, a lot of Jacob, good stories, Joseph, all their stories amazing stories, right? And these are all names that you know. These are household names, right? We still name our kids, you know, um, Jacob, Jacob, Joseph. Joseph, um, So these are... (laughs) (laughs) I just named my son Methuselah. Yeah. You know? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel. Yeah. Right? Um, Adam. About Mm -hmm. Adam. So... The, the Old Testament um, contains lots of different styles of writing written over thousands of years by different authors. Yeah. So the Bible is not just set down and written by one guy. It was written um, over the course of thousands of years uh, by several different authors, and they use different styles. So some of the stuff in the Old Testament you will find is history. Yeah. Some of the stuff is poetry. Mm-hmm. Some of it is songs. Some of it is 
uh, prophecies. Some of it is letters um, written by by prophets. You know, prophet Jeremiah. He he is pinning a letter to the Israelites that were taken captive in Babylon. Right, and then he's pinning a letter to Israelites who were taken captive. Elsewhere, Egypt, I believe. So you're getting letters from prophets. You're getting, if you read Daniel, you're getting some history um, about the Persian Empire and the Babylonian Empire. And then you're also getting prophecies. You're getting like his dreams and his visions. So there's all kinds of stuff. And then even within the book of Genesis, within one book, there's different styles. And Christians debate all this kind of stuff. But it's like not that's getting way down in the weeds. That's like for one Christian to debate with another Christian about it's not overly important to the average guy like us reading the Bible. So I encourage people not to start at the beginning. Why not, though? Because you will read through a couple thousand years of history of the ancient Hebrew people before you get to. The gospel. Like the meat and the potatoes. The word gospel means good news. Yeah. I'm a Christian and you're a Christian. Yeah. Because of the good news. Right. Because of the good news of Christ. That is all found in the New Testament. Right. It's found in the New Testament starts with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the first four books of the New Testament. Yeah. So... I think a lot of people get discouraged when they open their Bible for the first time. Maybe they they were given one. No, it's I didn't shiny get anything out of that. Yeah, yeah, and they start reading, and you're gonna get discouraged. Yeah. You're gonna get bogged down in a whole bunch of names that you don't understand and stories yeah. that you don't understand. Like God's not speaking to me. And, reading and the so Bible. you might give up. And that's yeah. what we're gonna talk about right after this quick break. Hey, this is Dusty Shadow Parker. I just wanted to take a break here and tell y'all, help us reach more men. We cannot sharpen men into the husbands, fathers, and leaders that God designed us to be without your financial support. Your donations enable us to launch and sustain tribes at more churches and reach more men with the gospel of Christ. Men's Alliance is a 501c3 nonprofit so your financial support is tax deductible. Go to mensalliancetribe.com slash support to join our team. Now go refill up your coffee and enjoy the rest of this podcast. So if you have the patience, if you are a scholar, if you are a, um, a man with a lot of time to read, um, and you're just incredibly interested and devoted to reading through the Bible, then I, I you, you're probably the type that could start at the beginning. But I don't want guys getting discouraged. So I recommend you start in either Matthew or John, right? These are two of the gospel accounts of men who knew Jesus, right? They fished with him. They hung out with him. They had campfires and cooked um, on on the bank, on the shore of the lake together. They they hiked and walked all over the region together. They heard all his teachings. They saw all his miracles. These are 
early, meaning they were written um, within the lifetime of eyewitnesses, right? These are early accounts. They're eyewitness accounts. Matthew was with Jesus. He saw him. So you're getting a firsthand account. John was with Jesus. You're getting a firsthand account, right? Now, Mark and Luke um, are secondhand accounts. And I'm not trying to go too far in the weeds here, um, but still second account, secondhand is amazing. When you think of a first century um, occurrence, an event in the first century, if you get um, Peter talking to Mark and Mark is writing, there's a secondhand account. And if you get um, Paul writing, and, and Luke recording, um, there's your secondhand account. So you're getting men who were there with Jesus talking. It's being written and recorded. To me, just get to this part. When you open up your Bible, flip to Luke. It starts with the Christmas story, right? Who doesn't want to start with Christmas? Right. The good birth time. of Jesus. Good time. That's right. The birth of Jesus. Let's start in Luke. Let's start in Matthew. Matthew was writing his, so we talk about earlier, like understanding who the audience is. Matthew is writing to Jewish readers. So it's important to understand that. And you'll get all that if you buy one of these study Bibles, by the way. So that's why he includes a lot of things that would be important about Jesus to a first century Jewish reader. If you're reading it and you're thinking, that's odd that he would say that it's important to understand, well, that's because you weren't his intended audience, but that's okay. We still get to benefit from it, right? So I love reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. These are fantastic. Then if you're into history, and I think most middle-aged guys, for some reason, we're into history. I think it's, I think we're required to choose when we turn 40 if we want to get into um, being history buffs or experts at smoking and grilling meats. Yeah. You're forced to choose. Yes. And so if you're into <laughs> history, read the book of Acts. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, these are uh, biographies. These are many biographies about a man who lived in the first century from Nazareth. Acts is a history book. It's, its title is The Acts of the Apostles, right? So it's not talking about an axe you chop down a tree with. A-C-T-S, Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. It's a history book written by Luke, who was a doctor, about the early church. Yeah. Acts is a story about Jesus has just resurrected, gone back up to heaven, and there's like hundreds, it says over 500 eyewitnesses to that event who are still walking around. They're still alive. They're still in the city. Yeah. And so that's the setting. That's the context. And he's writing a history about what those people did. Well, they started meeting together. They started gathering together in people's homes and worshiping. And this is what became the church, right? It just started in the book of Acts. It's people that saw this man who was executed by the Romans came back to life he hung out for 40 days after he did that, walking, teaching, um, hanging out with his buddies, 
and then he goes back up to heaven, and then they're all left. And so if you like history, read the book of Acts, okay? And then so much of what we know, um, so much of Christian theology comes from Paul's letters in the New Testament, right? right? So the book of Romans may be my favorite. That is a letter written by Paul while he's in jail to the church in Rome. So it's called Romans. Um, another one of my favorite is the book of Philippians. And this is another letter from Paul written to the church at Philippi. So these books in the New Testament, like Galatians, um, Ephesians, these are just cities like Galatia and Ephesus, hmm. where there were early churches. Paul is writing a letter to them. And so when you read through the New Testament, you get biography, you get history, yep. you get letters. There's also prophecy if you read Revelation, which I don't recommend <laughs> starting there either. Yeah. So if you if you've got if you're new to the Bible, I just want you to hear this. Don't get discouraged with um, a translation that's hard for you to read and no study notes in the Bible. Get yourself an NIV or a CSB. Get yourself a study Bible with lots of articles and footnotes that unpack everything. And then don't start at the beginning. Hmm. Because the beginning, the whole Old Testament is prologue. Yeah. Right? The way I recommend reading the Bible is read the New Testament. And then reread the New Testament. Hmm. And then take your favorite book from the New Testament. And then reread that one a, a few more times. Hmm. So you get a really, really good understanding of the gospel, the good news, yeah, right. That Paul explains and John explains and who was Jesus. And, and that's the most important question really on this earth that every one of us should ask ourselves is who was Jesus. And so you've got to start there and get a good solid understanding of John's explanation. The book of John begins, um, in the beginning was the word. When you read this, you'll see that the word word is capitalized. Yeah. Right. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right. And and so that translation that that we get Word with a capital W is the Greek word logos. Hmm. Right. And I think I've talked about this in an earlier podcast about how um, we just translated that into English as Word, but it's kind of like logo. Yeah. Right. And you think Jesus. Who was Jesus? Jesus was the logo, the image of God, because you can't see God. God is a spirit. Right. So when God comes to earth and wants to be seen, he wants to interact with his creation. When God wants to interact with humans, yeah. he takes on a, on a human form so that he can interact with us. And that human form is his logos, his word. It's Jesus. That's who Jesus was. Yeah. Right. So Jesus was not just a good man. He was not just a good teacher. He was God. And you get this when you start reading the book of John. And then it says further, it says, and that word took on human flesh and dwelt amongst us. Right. Right. And then when you read Paul's letter to the Philippians, Paul explains that Jesus was found in appearance as a man. Yeah. Right. And so you, you, you have to read the New Testament a few times and start putting this together. And it's amazing. You're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the greatest story ever. Yeah. Right. About God. 
he he came to earth he took on human form and then you start asking yourself why why would he do that did yeah. his plan go wrong he wound up getting crucified he must have failed right yeah and this is this is where a lot of jews are today yeah right in their view of, of jesus and christianity they're like that's not a savior that's not a messiah yeah he got killed what kind of what kind of savior is that so you read the book of Romans and you understand that the payment for sin is death. Yeah. And we're all sinners. That's why he came here. He literally came here to die. Christmas it was because of Easter. Yeah. Right. He he had to come here. He had to take on human form to die to pay the penalty for sin. This doesn't make a lot of sense till you go back after you've read the New Testament a few times. Then go back and read the Old Testament. Yeah. Go back and read Genesis and Exodus, and then it starts to click and make sense why they were sacrificing sheep and in and all different types of animals. They're they're sacrificing doves, yeah. rams, ox. Every time a human sinned, right, something had to die. Right, that's one of the over arching themes that goes through the old testament yeah sin results in death for thousands of years jewish people had to sacrifice they had to right. go to the temple they had to sacrifice a spotless lamb so you're saying the old testament will make much more sense if you read the new testament first that's right so your first goal if you haven't if you're not a bible reader and you just get your first bible your goal shouldn't be all right i'm going to read this from cover to cover Right. You know, because that's almost like too overwhelming. You know, it's yeah. like starting a diet and saying, I'm going to lose 100 pounds that's in right. a month. You know, it's like, why don't you just focus on losing one pound, you know, yeah. or lifting this much weight, you know? That's good. So, yeah. So I guess that's what I'm gathering is just, yeah, come, that's come true. back maybe after you've done all this, what you're saying, and then let the reading the whole Bible be a goal after, yes. after you have knowledge of the Bible. That's so that's so okay. true. Yeah, that makes sense. Read the New Testament, read it a couple times. Yeah. Read your favorite books a third time, a fourth time. Yeah. Understand Romans, understand John, Acts. Yeah. Uh Philippians, Galatians, first and second Corinthians. There's so much yeah. meat there. There's so much that we learn about the good news, yeah. about who was Jesus, why was he here, what do we benefit from putting our trust in him. Yeah. What does life as a believer in Jesus look like? How should yeah. we live? All that's in the New Testament. Because I guess then, it would, I guess it would be a waste to have a goal of saying, reading the you know saying I want to read the whole Bible. I guess mm -hmm. it would be because that's just something you can tell your friends. I guess you you won't grow. You know. Well, I, guess, I, I don't know. You're gonna the whole grow. Bible. No, you you'll know? grow if that's just your goal to just say, "Oh, I've read the whole Bible." But I would hate. There living, are people who do it for that. Yeah, right? I would. I hate living my whole life and not being able to at least say that I've read the whole Bible. And I, you know, I, I, I absolutely think, as Christians who are growing and mature, yeah. we've been Christians for years. Yeah. Um, you know, to use a little Bible language here, we're we're eating meat and yeah. not milk. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We've moved on to solid food. Right. That's when you want to be reading. Yeah. The Old Testament. Yeah. That will help you grow. It is important to read and I'm not dismissing the Old Testament. Right. It should be read. Yeah. Um Genesis, Exodus. Um there's there's story there. There's yeah. narrative, right? You get to 
Leviticus, that's a tough one. Yeah. Numbers, that's a tough one. If you make it through Leviticus and Numbers, yeah, <laughs> those are like, tough. And then it and then it gets good again. You start reading yeah. um, Joshua and Judges, right? And First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, and I and think the story those having of Ruth yeah. and Esther, and you start getting all the prologue. And so, I think having the right study Bible will help you through those. For sure. You know, those dry or those walls of a book, you could say, you know, because he's so in college. Yeah. I was a big Tarantino fan. Mm, okay. And I think you got to kind of Tarantino the Bible. Yeah. You got to start, you know, if you're unfamiliar, Quentin Tarantino movies, a lot of dialogue. They tend to start at the most exciting, amazing part. Yeah. And they draw you in. And yeah. now you understand that something big is happening. Yeah. And then they go for a while and then it goes back yeah. and it'll be like one year earlier. Right. Or the week before. Yeah. Right. And then you start seeing what happens. I think you got to kind of Tarantino the Bible. Hmm. Start with the New Testament. Understand the big event. Yeah. The miraculous virgin birth of Jesus. Yeah. His life, his miracles, his ministry, his execution, his resurrection, and the theology of how we ought to live as Christians. You yeah. get all that. Now you go back. Now you start reading all of the prologue that came before that. Yeah. And you start understanding things like why God created us. Yeah. How he gave us a law that we should live by yeah. that we were absolutely unable to keep. You know, um, that's the overarching theme that you take away from the Old Testament narrative is that we can't be good enough. People spent thousands of years trying to keep these laws. Right. And they couldn't do it. Right. And you just see trying and failing and trying and failing until it reaches a point where God decides to enter into the story. He intervenes yeah. on our behalf to change the narrative. So that's my opinion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> on how to read your Bible. Yeah. Don't start at the beginning. Start at the New Testament. Right. Get familiar with it. Then go back and read it all and yeah. thoroughly soak it in. And do this all from the context of a study Bible that's got all the footnotes, it's got all the um, explanations, the articles, and it's in a translation that you can read. Mm hmm. There's a lot of great translations. Um, you don't have to stick with, you're not more spiritual yeah. by reading one you can't understand. Right. Yeah. Read one you get. And you don't have to necessarily buy it to see if you like it. You can, you know, the Bible app has so many that you can just try, you know, try out, read a little bit, compare them to different ones. You know, you can switch back and forth just in the app. And then when you find one that you think you want to stick with, then buy it, you know, the paper copy. That's right. The Bible app is is huge, right? Yeah. Um, it's called Uversion. Uversion. Right. Yeah. If you if you go to the app store and look at the if you just type in Bible, I'm sure it's, it's gonna be the one yeah. Uversion yeah. Bible app. Another uh two great websites, one is Biblegateway.com yeah. and Biblehub.com. You can go to those, you can read the whole Bible on that website, you can switch back and forth quickly between different translations right if you read a chapter um 
and you're you're not entirely clear on what was they what were they trying to say right there right read it in a different translation and then a different translation and then you got it yeah when you read it something in three different translations you're like okay that makes sense you got to understand the bible was not written in english right so the new testament was written in greek yeah and there's a lot of words that we don't have yeah in english for that for what that author was trying to say yeah so you get different translators are coming up with different words like a great example is the word love yeah they've got like i don't know a dozen different greek words for love yeah something like that i'm not a greek scholar yeah they got six six or more we got one we say the same word to say i love pizza as we do to say i love my right. wife and you can see how that's a that's a massive shortcoming of the english language yeah so sometimes when you read a translation and then you read a different translation and then different translation you're like oh i get it yeah. here's what they were saying sometimes i like to also listen to the bible as i read it because they have now they have um and they even had it back when i was in college because i used it i went to bible college for one year and we had like old testament overview and new testament overview or especially the new testament one we had to read the entire new testament but they said we could also listen to it and there's mm-hmm. um you there's can like do that on drama, the bible there's app. like these you dramatizations. Can click the little speaker yeah symbol like while you're driving you can click that I just discovered that like oh, really? a couple years ago and it'll just read that to you while you're driving. Well, there's also like um like acting and all that like uh has music to it and different oh, yeah. actors and all that like theatrical bible like yeah. recordings that you can find that are pretty cool. So there's a lot of good stuff out there. Um the last point that I want to make about how to read your bible cuz this is not a podcast episode that's going to explain everything to you about the bible. Yeah. You know, we're not even getting into here. Um, how did it get to be right. in your hands today? Right, right, bound right. in leather. Yeah. Um, so we could do a podcast on the history of it, but, but yeah. we're not. This is this is specifically how to read it. Yeah. Right. So we're giving you guys tips and unpacking that. So if you've got questions, uh, send them to us. But the last part part that I wanted to hit on about how to read it. Yeah. Is very important. Never read a bible verse just by itself never read one verse by itself if somebody recommends you read a verse yeah great turn to it and look at it is this in the middle of a paragraph in the middle of a chapter in the middle of a book back up at least start at the beginning of a chapter so that's what you're saying we should do for our memory verses every month. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, you should read them. Right. You well, should read, read the them content. and then, yeah, re- don't just memorize the verse. Memorize the the book. No, yeah. no, don't just memorize the verse, but read, you know, the before and after of what yes. the verses you're supposed to memorize. That's right. Yeah. You should. So a lot of people, both Christians and non-Christians, get into a lot of trouble theologically and in their lifestyle by pulling out one sentence or a fragment of one sentence and then holding that up and cross stitching that on a pillow and saying, this is, this is it. This is how I should live. Right. Well, they're taking it out of context. Now I think I can explain this pretty well. You just imagine a movie. Mm -hmm. If you take one sentence out of the middle of a movie and put that up on a poster, you, you might have it all wrong. That might, they might've actually been saying, not to 
be like this, yeah. right? There's a lot of things in the Bible that are telling us how we should not live. Yeah. Um, and then people will say, well, that's in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, adultery and murder is in the Bible. Right. Yes. It's describing bad things. Yeah. That's the difference between something being descriptive and something being prescriptive. It's not right. telling us to do it. It's saying that's how these people were. Right. So I would just say, don't ever just read one verse in isolation or you won't get it. You need to, you need to read at least the chapter yeah. that this is coming from. And you need to look at who is writing and who, is, who are they writing to? Who's the audience, right? So I'll give you my favorite funny example, mm-hmm. and this will ruffle some people. Jeremiah 29, 11 is like the most famous verse for um, college graduates, yeah. high school graduates. You know, it's the verse, I don't have it in front of me, but it says, for I know the plans I have for you, oh, plans yeah, to yeah, prosper yeah. you and not harm you. Right. right, it's that one. Okay, you can't just take that verse and say that that's for you, hmm. right? Like you're taking that out of context. God's not promising to to prosper everyone yeah. and not harm anyone. Obviously, right. you can look around at the world and see that that is not right an accurate statement, right? right, right, right. Some of us will not prosper. Some of us will encounter harm. Right. That was a verse written to a very specific group of Jews who were um, in Babylon. Right. And Jeremiah is telling them that the Lord will prosper them. Right. That's not talking about your high school grad. <laughs> God didn't pr- promise to prosper them. But that's the problem we can get into when we just read one verse in isolation. Yeah. Right. Actually, if we want to talk about that fact of, you know, God didn't promise that we're all going to prosper, we should look at, you know, John 16, 33, which is one of our men's alliance verses, right? Where Jesus is saying, in this world, you will have troubles. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right. So it's like the opposite is true. Right. right, That's one where Jesus is talking to all of his followers. Yeah. So how do you um, kind of like hold up that verse besides Jeremiah 29? Well, which is it? Are we going to prosper or are we going to have troubles? And you, you, <laughs> you, you got to understand the context. Yeah. Who is this written to? Right. Is this written to all people? Is this Jesus saying this to all followers? Mm-hmm. Or is this a letter from the prophet Jeremiah to the captives in Babylon? Mm. So you've got to read the context. Don't read one verse in isolation. Um, so I hope that you guys have found this episode helpful a little bit of demystifying what's in it, the order that it's in, how I recommend reading it, how I recommend not reading it. Um, Kind of a summary, I would say, don't be in a rush to get through a plan in 365 days. Yeah. Um, A lot of the plans, though, I do like that they have you read a little bit from the Old Testament and then some from the New. Right. And then a little bit from psalms and proverbs in the middle right so yeah. there's some good plans out there that give you a little from the beginning a little from the end a little from the middle that's probably a good way to do it if yeah. you're going to follow a plan don't just start in genesis you'll be overwhelmed and discouraged by the time you get to yeah leviticus and numbers I, I guess what i would say is you also have to make sure you're making the time to actually read the bible you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, that's probably 
step one is like you have to get you're gonna have to make a decision like i'm gonna wake up 30 minutes earlier or i'm gonna stay awake longer at night i recommend doing it in the morning but not everybody you know that's not across the board for everybody only grown men yeah right (laughs) if you're a grown man get up early and read your bible that's what that would be the first thing how do i read the bible step one get up early i love that (laughs) step one is set your alarm yeah step two make some tribe coffee make tribe coffee yeah get up early I want my kids when they come down the stairs in the morning, I want them to see me reading the Bible. Right. I had that thought yesterday, not yesterday, but a few days ago that I was like, I was on my phone doing something and they always come down at my desk when I'm working from home. I was like, I should be reading my Bible. So they just see that. Yeah. It's like, and that's another good reason to have a hard copy. Right. And not be on your phone. Even if you are reading your Bible, they don't know that. Right. Exactly. They think you're on Instagram. Yeah. And so like, you need to have like, if maybe you don't have a why, like, Maybe your why isn't strong enough of mm-hmm. why should I read the Bible? Like, let it be an example, you know, if for no other reason, read your Bible so you can be an example for your kids. And then all the other benefits that come from reading the Bible will mm-hmm. follow. But whatever your reason is, whether it's you want to grow or, you know, whatever, if it's if it's no other reason than just because that's what I know God told me to do that I'm, I'm, that I'm supposed to do. And so I can be a good example. I can lead by example, Yeah, you know, to my family and my kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I would, I would add. And then I totally you know, agree. find, you know, biggest thing for me though, was finding the right translation that I enjoyed reading. Yeah. And the study Bible was the key, just having, being able to read something. And then if it didn't make sense to me, having a source where I can, you know, read what they were actually talking about and apply, you know, it applies to my life and it, it sticks, it, it sticks in your memory better when you can, you know, make sense and be like, Oh yeah, this is how I can, you know, when you can apply it, just like, just like it says life application study Bible is my recommendation. Awesome. Great stuff. Um, if you guys have any questions, um, either about this topic or a topic you'd like to see us address, please shoot us an email info at men's alliance tribe.com. Hope you have enjoyed this podcast about how to read your Bible, and we look forward to seeing you around the fire soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Men's Alliance podcast. Find your tribe at mensalliancetribe.com, or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. And send us your questions or comments to info at mensalliancetribe.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we look forward to seeing you around the fire soon.